0: You're listening to brand to brand a not-so-serious marketing show for serious marketers, with your host, Thomas Sterling.
1: Hey, everybody. Today on the show, we're going deep into decentralization. We'll take a look at brands like Uniswap and Compound to explore the future of DeFi and Web3. All right. Get to the chopper. Let's kick things off. Woo! Back in the studio again. How we feeling, V? What are you doing over there?
0: Uh, (laughs) I am buying crypto because we have created a monster on the last episode. (laughs) Hey, guess what, Thomas? Are you up big? I am up 17 motherfucking cents. So hi dad <laughs>
1: that's that's clearly uh, something that's gonna move the needle for you
0: this is mind blowing I've almost made back the fee that they took for me using my credit card what? so that's
1: cool That's the breaking fees. even get this is used, so exciting get used to the fees get used to the fees <laughs> Well, last time on the show, we talked about crypto exchanges in the wake of some signature legislation. <laughs> we'll see how significant it is, um, and we thought we thought we had to take a little bit deeper, you know, take a take a hard look, and really, I think zoom out a little bit on this global sort of Web three movement. Are you excited about today?
0: Excited? Is this too deep? Yeah. You? No, it's real deep. I brought a. I was going to say a snorkel, but that's for shallow water. So I guess. I did technically bring a, a snorkel to a scuba fight because oh boy. this is a lot deeper than I ever thought I would go. And oh I am boy. ready. I want to know this stuff. And if you're listening and you don't know what the fuck Web3 is, you probably want to know this stuff, too. But guess what? There are a lot of people doing this who don't know what they're doing either.
1: With that, let's get into it. News team,
0: assemble!
1: All right. Uniswap Compound. <laughs> I'm going to go Uniswap because
0: it's just really blew my mind that their logo is a unicorn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wish we... Uh, we're going to hopefully talk about Sushi Swap. Sushi Swap oh and God. Pancake
0: <laughs> Swap if <laughs> we're lucky. <Swap. laughs> this is not vaporware. I, this is real. This is
1: real stuff. And it, the brands are strong and solid and a lot of household names today that we're going to be talking it about. It just sounds
0: hilarious to be like, yeah, the future of business... Uh, it's based on a coin that's named after a dog breed. Or a sushi. Uh, or, uh, nothing, sushi? or a, su- a sushi. <laughs> yeah, good point. What is the singular of sushi? Is
1: it still sushi? It's sush. It's
0: just a little bit <laughs> sush. Their branding is actually funny because it's all about like become a chef of cryptocurrency. Oh,
1: oh my God. We'll get there. We'll get there. I think before we get too crazy though, I mean, obviously for some people it's like Web3. What the hell is Web3? I mean, Web3 is sort of this amorphous term that's hard to kind of put meaning to, you know? And I think people that are sort of standing on the sidelines, purveyors of Web2, what we're used to today, where Google and Amazon and a short handful of providers sort of have a, a, a stranglehold on on uh, access to, to everything. A lot of people get all their news on platforms like Facebook, right? So there's mm-hmm. these destinations, these hubs where all of us access the Web. And people are sort of saying, okay, well, Web3, this is an opportunity to sort of reinvent that and decentralize everything. Remove the monopolies. Web3 is here to sort of solve for that. And I thought we could play a quick little clip for the listeners to just sort of dial us in.
0: And for Veronica.
1: (laughs) And for Veronica, who's listening.
0: I'm listening right (laughs) now.
1: The term Web3 was first coined by one of the creators of the Ethereum blockchain, Gavin Wood. In a 2014 blog post, Wood envisioned Web3 as an open and decentralized version of the internet. Theoretically, users would be able to exchange money and information on the web without the need for a middleman like a bank or a tech company. In this vision for a Web3 world, people would have more control over their data and be able to sell it if they choose and it would all be operated on a decentralized distributed ledger technology. The most common version of this is known as the blockchain. While still considered relatively new and unproven, it could offer more transparency and autonomy for users. So you get it now? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think my favorite part of that video is the word unproven, right? All of this stuff is sort of, is sort of so bleeding edge People are just starting to get their hands on it, and for that... We really aren't sure where things are going to shake out. And in many cases, probably some of the prevailing challenges of the current system, the current market system, and Web 2.0 may carry in to Web 3.0. It's a scary, brave, crazy new world where there will be a bunch of new minted millionaires for those of us that are able to figure out how to use this stuff and figure out where its relevance is in the business and marketing sense. So tell me about Uniswap.
0: Uniswap is the largest decentralized exchange, also known as a DEX or a DEX, Um, operating on the Ethereum blockchain. It's also one of the first. It allows users anywhere in the world to trade crypto without an intermediary. So we talked in the last episode about Coinbase versus FTX. Those kind of are a middleman of you being able to have this peer-to-peer interaction. So, a decentralized exchange allows you to have that marketplace where transactions occur directly between crypto traders. This is interesting because we were joking about PancakeSwap and SushiSwap. Why are there DEXs with swap in the name? Is because Uniswap, like most crypto protocols, is open source. So, anyone can see exactly how something is made and adapt the code.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, the situation associated and why this sort of happened is because people were trying to skirt regulation. They wanted to be able to trade these assets without an intermediary. Like put your money in here completely anonymously, the opposite of some of the experience that you were having where you put your social security (laughs) number into Coinbase. Right. Or putting your social security number into FTX, like almost as part of the sign up. within a matter of what, 30 seconds? Yep. That's like what they wanted right away. Right, and these are like, let's hide under the radar and just change and keep crypto anonymous and decentralize everything. We don't need a funding authority.
0: Yes, which sounds really cool, but we're also witnessing the rise of a new form of the dark web. It's the dark web three. Everyone's anonymous. Anyone can sign up. Yes, it's sure, it's safe. There's no restrictions to who can Mm -hmm. trade, though. Anyone with a phone and an internet connection can participate. A lot of this stuff sounds too good to be true.
1: When you say too good to be true, this is an unproven market and these are early days and people are throwing out lots of interesting things. And some people call a lot of these organizations, in some ways, it's like a Ponzi scheme, right? The first person that gets in is the one that makes the most Let's watch a video that might actually lay this out. Uniswap is the largest and most popular decentralized exchange running on the Ethereum blockchain. As one of the first successful DEXs, many other DEXs will probably remind you of Uniswap. Since their launch in 2018, Uniswap has grown significantly to the point that the DEX now generates over $3 billion a day in volume. As I said earlier, Uniswap runs on the Ethereum blockchain, a blockchain notorious for high gas fees. This means that a cost of a single token swap could run you over $100, on a busy day. Ouch. He mentioned a whole bunch of buzzwords. First, he brought it back to the Ethereum blockchain, right? We, many of our listeners, we're all going to remember that one. But then he talked a little bit about the fact that some of these other DEXs run on other chains, other networks, and you can only trade certain currencies. Did you hear he talked about gas? Are you familiar with gas? I am. You are. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about gas. Gas is so expensive. It's so expensive (laughs) right now.
0: (laughs) Gas is expensive, whether I guess you're driving or trading crypto right now.
1: A hundred percent. The thing about gas is in some cases, in order for you to complete a transaction, you actually have to pay. And that's a strange concept for people. Mm-hmm. People think, oh, crypto is making it easier for us to exchange and decentralized finance. And it should be as simple as sending an email, right? Gas for these intermediaries, these liquidity pools, these exchanges, you actually have to pay to get your transaction all the way through. So it's like every time you're sending money, you're losing a little bit of it along the way.
0: Yeah. And I think about how I will never do instant bank transfer on Venmo because I don't want them taking a penny.
1: (laughs) That's true. Very similar to that. You can also, in some cases, if you're really trying to get the transaction to vet, you could just keep paying more. And the more gas you're willing to pay, the faster the transaction that will happen. Because these protocols are limited to how many transactions that they can do a second. So it's really like, okay, well, Ethereum's really busy today. Uh, Maybe you just wait at the back of the line. Or if you pay $100, we can skip you to the
0: front protocols in general for all of these types of systems are pretty incredible.
1: Doesn't that seem like the opposite of what we were getting into this for? We want yes. to decentralize. decentralized. We wanted to make it easier. And now what we're charging and you can cut the line and, if you're and rich. And you
0: hate your bank because <laughs> of the fees. They have the, the fees and now we're just bringing fees into here. <laughs> you're totally right. And now we're rewarding people who want to pay more. Uh. And it feels like a lot of this starts with really lofty, big picture goals and visions and really strong mission statements that, as you would say, get the people going. Yeah. Right? They're a rallying cry to, you know, unite the world and make things easier. But we're also seeing at the end of the day, it's still human beings that are doing all of this. It's kind of like a hammer. You could build a house and have this great vision for all the homes you're going to build with a hammer. Or you could just knock shit down and break things. So what's interesting is seeing... As we're talking about all these great ideas for what this could be, Mm -hmm. and we're also witnessing the reality of what human beings are still going to make from it, Mm. and that is this precipice that we're on
1: right now. All right. Well, that's enough about you. (laughs) (laughs) Compound. According to Compound's website, right? Compound is an algorithmic, autonomous interest rate protocol built for developers to unlock a universe of open finance applications. Mm -hmm. They are just one of many DeFi apps that are out there that are coming around to this concept of liquidity pools, amassing liquidity, trading liquidity, lending liquidity. So you can put your money into one of these things and avoid tax implications. This is where all the innovation is in Web 3. Avoid the tax implications. (laughs) Instead of getting capital gains on your crypto, you can put the money into here. You can get gains around it by lending it out.
0: Why put your money in the Cayman
1: Islands when you can put it in crypto? That's right. (laughs) Why not? That said, it is a uh, dirt road and uh, there is still a lot of skepticism and and uh, i think concern that legislation or regulation could come and fundamentally change the game yeah and also bugs could come bugs and- could come and what could bugs do what could in a bugs decentralized do? finance situation where nobody's in charge well let's play the clip So we're going to chat about what's going on with uh, with compound. We started with that yesterday. I mean, this is a situation where you have a decentralized protocol. No one's in charge. You have a bug that's discovered, but built into the protocol is the idea that it takes seven days to fix any bugs that are found because the whole community needs to weigh in. And what's the result of that? Huge amounts of money uh, uh, just being leaked from the compound. It's up to ninety million dollars that's been issued to users, uh, people who've been mistakenly given out rewards and uh, compound tokens. You had Robert Leshner, who's the founder of Compound, who is begging the ecosystem to return this. He uh, he said, "You know, keep ten percent as a white hat, but you know, return the money. Otherwise, it's being reported as income to the IRS, and most of you are doxxed. I'm gonna leave it right there. <laughs> million was accidentally issued out to people and all they could say was, hey, give us that money back. Keep 10%, keep 10%, keep 10%. And if you don't, we're going to tell the government and we're going to dox you. Do you know what doxed is? Yeah, I do. Why don't you tell us? Doxing
0: is an old school revenge (laughs) tactic from hacker culture in the 90s
1: it's still relevant today.
0: It is unc- it's basically like revealing identifying information. So it's like
1: we weird- You just got ducked. Yeah,
0: it's ratting. You're rat- <laughs> we're going to run on you to the government because we fucked up and gave you too much money, and then he did come back and say, "Please don't let this negatively impact compound because of my rash tweet."
1: You know that was an angry tweet sent from a toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> That was a toilet tweet. It that was he not, regretted it was not run through proper channels.
0: <laughs> Everything about that is so interesting. That is, in a way, like a, w- the concept of a DAO. Also, with this, you you have your voting rights. It's cool because it's like super democracy. Like you it get is. a vote. You have a piece of it. It's a, it's kind of utopian. But as we talked about with this concept of gas, you can pay more if you want your money faster, a.k.a. rich people get to the front of the line. If you can buy more, you're just buying a bigger voice, and which yep, is the existing a problem that we still have in
1: government. If you have a larger percentage of assets, and in some cases the way these DAOs are structured, you have a larger voting So share, if you're so.
0: richer, you have more influence over decision-making. Uh, that sounds familiar.
1: We fixed all the problems with the old financial system with this. I mean, the DAO is another form of corporate governance. That's and what it is. Oh, but we put a day, unicorn
0: logo on it, so it's hey, fucking fun, everybody. At the end
1: of the day, the goal of it is to keep out human intervention, to make it simpler. There's a lot of positives around the DAO. You can structure it in a way, and some of these DAOs, I was talking to somebody the other day, and it's like, in order for the people that administer the DAO to get paid, the entire DAO has to vote on that. I mean, that does put some controls in place. It's I'm not a little bit
0: of an account. But can you imagine if that's how your annual review worked? The entire excuse company me, is now, we now called you y- in. Y- everyone's voting now.
1: you and uh, one through five scale. And if you get a five, then you're going to hit your number. But I don't know. Somebody said that you were cooking fish in the microwave <laughs> and they give you a three. So we're going to have to knock you for that. <laughs> so if we want to talk about any other brands in the Web3 space.
0: The other two brands that I want to talk about are OpenSea and Chainlink Labs. But the reason that I think we should mention them is we're talking about this concept of WTF is Web3 and what it actually means for the future of business. And we're not sure yet, it's too early to tell. But I think a signal that this is not something that can be ignored or has some potential is that executives from major tech companies are starting to be drawn towards this concept. They're feeling the allure, the pull. I think notably um, the CFO of Lyft, Brian Roberts, He's actually responsible for taking the company public in 2019, moved to an NFT marketplace, OpenSea, and is now their CFO. I mean, the former Google CEO, Eric Schmidt. He is joining a smart contract solutions provider called Chainlink Labs as their strategic advisor. That is not something to be ignored. Those are two pretty large companies. Google also primarily a very well-known Web2 company. And now you have the CEO over here as a strategic advisor for Web3. So it seems like even though we're maybe unsure yet what this means for the future of business, it seems like we have some pretty interesting executives that are starting to take a look.
1: And we would be amiss talking about Web3, not talking about the Web3 Foundation, which... We talked, we played a clip earlier. I'm not sure if we're actually going to capture the entirety of the clip, but they did mention the fact that Web3 Foundation, well, Web3 just in general was coined by. Dr. Gavin Wood, who is actually co-founder of the Ethereum project. And he, you can see, publication after publication has quoted him. He is really pushing this mission forward. And with that, he's leading this Web3 foundation with a mission to nurture cutting edge applications for decentralized web software protocols. And now for something completely different. So if we had to take anything away from this newly minted knowledge, You're just
0: really in with the crypto lingo. Uh, I think
1: more than anything, first and foremost, it comes down to market maturity. We're still in early days, but we're starting to see some price consistency. And that tells us that the size of the market, the amount of people that are in it is somewhat stable. We're also seeing industry leaders coming in. And I think when you see ex Google people at the party, you're at the right party. <laughs> And so it's a good opportunity for businesses to take a fresh perspective, to say, where is their opportunity with the blockchain, with Web3, with decentralization? How is it going to affect our industry? How is it going to affect our business? The last thing I would say is brand reputation. With the idea of decentralization, there's an opportunity and there will be an opportunity to protect our brands, to put our brands out there. We would hate to miss out on the Web3 equivalent of our current domain. Uh. You've got mail. So if you had to take anything away from the episode, V, I know you've been just checking your crypto the whole time, too. Just <laughs> yeah. literally addicted. I was
0: going to say, addicted. yeah, if you had to take anything away, it is be, a you cry for help <laughs> <that> <laughs> somebody <laughs> please take my phone away. <laughs> no, we are seeing potentially the dawn of a new dark web. And no matter what, it sounds like after listening to this episode, Dom is deep in it.
1: And I would say we are in Web3 dial-up, people. There is a lot ahead. So let's take what we know and put it to work. And with that, we're out, folks. Goodbye.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Brand to Brand podcast. Subscribe and share to unlock your platinum membership. (laughs) Just kidding. That doesn't exist, but we'd really appreciate it.